0: Hi, this is Dan Crawford at WPOV Global.
1: Impressive POV Global Black and Yellow brand. It's your point of view on the global stand. From north to south to east to west, they got you covered like a blanket. But I digress from elite to elite to the hot topic. AW Impact New Japan, they got it. Have you laughing so hard? Have your belly aching? Hurt any different? I'm sure you're mistaken.
0: hey boys and girls welcome back to another edition of wpov global i'm your host the legend t james logan with me my illustrious crew of the gentleman elio Canella. elio how's it going my friend i'm doing great yeah it's good did you have a good time tonight yep we we watched a pretty interesting dynamite i'm gonna say that i agree wrestling tonight and how was your week have you done anything cool no basically uh sat home looked at a wall (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, that's about yeah. it. Um, pretty much... Um,
0: Bad in wrestling? Just talk, just talk, just talk to my
2: brother, uh, apparently he's sick too. That guy's cool. What happened to uh, you, Elliot?
3: No, anyways. <laughs> like, it's like twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He gets the coolness from me.
0: <laughs> What's that? He gets yes. the coolness from me. Well, then he must have took it all, because <laughs> I'm not seeing where your coolness is anymore. <laughs> Joe's the man. Joe's the man. Tell him we said that.
3: Right. Anyways. Why, why should we tell him he's probably listening? Yeah, he's probably listening. Joe no, you're he, the man. He's, he's sick in bed. He's got the COVID. Well, he's, he's sick in bed. He's got COVID. nothing else to do, that he should be listening.
2: He should be listening. I know. I right. just, uh, uh,
3: well, I'll have a word with him. All right. I, and, I read and on I, the internet. I read on the internet that uh listening to WPOV Global uh helps mm-hmm. COVID. So I did hear global, that. I hear that. COVID. Yeah. It
0: has a higher success rate than uh three of the uh um, yeah. vaccines, I do believe. Yeah. Um, speaking about a cure for COVID, we're talking about the, the the lone wolf Andy Anderson. Watching this guy's matches not only will cure you of COVID, but will help you sleep right at night. Absolutely. Andy how are you doing baby.
3: It's good to Absolutely. see. Absolutely. It's one thing to experience it live, but when you're watching uh yeah, on tape, yep yeah, it's uh it's good for what uh, what ails you, especially uh, insomnia.
0: <laughs> no, that's not fair but in all fairness it is kind of hard sometimes watching indie wrestling on video it's yeah. just definitely not the same as watching
3: full-blown they, they just don't have the budget anyways andy how was your week brother just you know plugging along do what i usually do uh taking care of business that's what i get paid the big bucks for well not only that but i mean come on the the, the ppv points champion <laughs> the champ is the champ has come back to quarantine well, what's the saying with Champ is here? Yeah, yes. Well, you know, it's good to kind of keep it uh, close to home, and I know you guys appreciate that. So. Oh, and
0: God. I, oh, okay, here we, go, here
3: we go. And I got to ask one second. Have you felt anything weird in the air,
0: Andy? Like maybe you got like, I don't know, psychic knives being stabbed in the you know, back or anything for, like that? For the
3: for the uh, you know the, the old school, I mean, I mean, they don't have any more. I mean, they used to, be, you know, with the quads. Before the quads, there was the trikes, the three-wheelers. And those were cool. They were a little bit dangerous, but, uh, you know, they worked pretty well. And that's kind of how we roll as the WPOV Global. So right now, it's almost like we kind of have like a, like a fourth wheel a that fourth doesn't really wheel.
4: Wow.
3: Oh, hey, Rick. How you doing? Oh, Look hey. So you try trying to say that I'm the broken wheel on the shopping
0: cart? Hold on. Is that what I'm trying to do? No, you're no, no. me? No, 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 no. You calm down, Rick Serrano. He made a good point. <laughs> You were something before and now oh. you're yesterday's news and he's the champ and you are, and I believe the word is former.
1: All right, yeah, you're champion. right, you're right. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've had the title. A long time, well, very much. Well, let's not forget, I'm the first ever everything, okay? Yeah. And I won't go through the whole spiel,
3: mm-hmm. but I oh, am no.
1: Mr. First Ever. Aren't right, we trying okay? to cut down we the guys, timing of this show? That's we right. We are.
0: And, and it pretty easy to be, it's understand? easy to be the first when there's only three people playing. <laughs> We're not gonna fight. I have no vested interest no, no. in this. You guys N- figure out your I'll crap in the, the back uh, Andy Anderson. Cool. Have about her pal. I will. Anyways, Rick Serrano the third, today's fourth wheel. Welcome to yeah. the show. Thank you for having me, guys. I love being here with you guys. Andy, that is brilliant. Trikes and quads loving it, dude. Right off the top of your head. It's <laughs> very
3: very Alberta. <laughs>
0: There, no one else knows what the hell we're talking no, about, but we no. know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, guys, welcome to the show. We got an interesting uh, stuff to look at. We have a whole bunch of cool topics to talk about tonight. And I'm very excited to get into, I can't believe this, two weeks in a row where I was impressed with AEW Dynamite. And we're going to get into that tonight, okay? But let's start off, first of all, uh, I want to start off with uh, hot topics, okay? And look at our hot topics. We have two this week. Two very interesting ones, very different. Uh, the very first one, ah oh man, I can't believe this one, the IWGP title. Now, Ooh. just recently, uh, IWGP has taken their heavyweight championship and they've merged it with their intercontinental championship, which they're now calling the IWGP World Championship. Now, it's important to note while this is the fourth iteration of the IWGP championship belt, this is the first time they've tacked the word world into it, okay? So I don't know if technically that would make it a fourth. Does that make it a brand new category? I, I just actually thought of that. You know, it's, it's a world title now. It's no longer just the IWGP title. Um, but anyways, I like belts, okay? Um, my thing in the old days is I used to laugh. Do you guys remember when they show the old belts from like the 50s and 60s? And they look like a weird-ass belt buckle attached to yep. a, a giant mm-hmm. belt? And then we started the evolution where we started getting flatter plates, rounder plates, bigger plates. We've had some of the ridiculous ones where they're like half the size of Andre the giant to like the tiny ones that weren't that big. However, I have always loved the design of either the round or the oblong thing. And I used to mock the Divas one. Do you guys remember the Divas belt, the butterfly? The belt, butterfly. Belt? Yeah. Now, the new iwgp title when i saw the picture of this originally rick sent to me first okay uh, on our thing and he had also put up a picture it wasn't a picture it was actually a little video of oscar and um matt, matt riddle, riddle. Yeah. but the picture was frozen <laughs> on oscar so i see oscar and then i see him saying hey it was something about this belt To be honest, guys, I assumed it right off the bat that it was a tag team women's belt or something like that they created. So I'm like, oh, whatever. And then I kind of reread it. I'm like, wait a minute. And then I look at it and go, holy, that's the eye jump. Oh, my goodness. It, to me, guys, this is one ugly design. I don't like it. It looks so cheesy ass. And then I asked my wife, who's very impartial on a lot of this stuff. I said, honey, what do you think of this belt? And she said, hmm, it's really effeminate. (laughs) (laughs) you know and, and i think that's the problem with it i mean i equated it to the butterfly belt it just is a goofy ass looking very female centric design that as a as a gritty iwgp champion not sure that's the kind of belt that i want to be handed after a brutal one hour match with okada yay so that was the question out there. We asked the fans what they thought. I want to quickly go around and see what you people think. Uh, and, uh, first of all, let's start off with Elio. Elio, you've seen this design of this belt. What is your opinion? Do you like it? Was it was atrocious. Atrocious. I'm going to go with you didn't like it. Okay. Why do you I, find it atrocious? Oh, uh,
2: just like you just said, the design. I just, it reminds me of that that the butterfly championship, the Divas okay. Championship. So excellent. And right. looking at it now. Looks Mm -hmm. like they took the Transformer emblem and take the gold and
3: put it on the the belt. Stole my stick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Andy, why don't you finish the stick? What are you feeling on this belt? My original thought when you guys first sent it in the group chat was, yeah, butterfly belt. And I'm looking at it and I'm trying to be like, okay, like try and be positive. Like, what else does it look like? What else does it look like? And I'm like, I can see like a, uh, what's uh, the Autobots? Is that the Autobots? Yeah. And to me, it was like if an Autobot had a relationship with the butterfly belt. <laughs> this is the love child. Oh lord, that's what I see. So I, I mean, I'm not a big belt guy. Again, you know, it's, it's cool. It's not. Good. It doesn't really do anything for me. And unfortunately, I think yeah, the shape is just uh, too too much butterfly for me.
0: All right, Rick.
3: Yeah, you know, you keep saying the word
1: belt, and you know what? That's exactly what it is. It's just a belt. It doesn't Mm -hmm. ring championship. It doesn't ring title. You know, it's just a belt with a big buckle on it. That's what I get. It looks like Texas or something like that, a Texas belt buckle. It does not look like something a major champion should be holding, especially if you're fighting, like you said, for an hour long for a match. You get handed this belt. It's just like, no, I'm not for it. Japanese
3: rodeo uh, belt. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. This is the kind of belts we used to see when it'd be like the internet championship or uh, the Cincinnati championship. Like some little cheesy company has put a belt together and they put this weird design to try and stand out because their name's not enough. But this is the IWGP. You don't need some crappy, weird-ass design. You have this rich history behind you. I'm not cool with it. I'll
1: tell you right now, TNT title over this one.
0: Yeah, the TNT belt's pretty shitty to begin with. Yeah. Uh, You're right, unfortunately. Uh. Now, uh, this is the part that scares me, guys. This so scares me. Uh We sent this out to the fans, okay? We gave them the options of like, love, or hate. Well, it's pretty obvious the four of us hate this belt design, Yes, yes. Are you guys ready for these numbers? 69% said they liked it, with an additional 15.5% saying they loved it. That means we have 85% of the, or sorry, 84.5% of the fans think this is an acceptable build. Maybe we're just too old, guys. <laughs>
3: I, I what the hell? <laughs> well, well, wait, wait, wait you're they right. They want you're, some
0: more of it.
1: You're right. You said you're too old, guys. Two. Me and Elio are the young guys of the show, okay? Yeah, and yet you agree
0: with us? Tail-coater. Why don't you grab on the back and enjoy the ride? Well, look at this, he's trying to draw battle lines, Andy. This guy I, is just spoiling for a fight with you. Yeah, he is. He
4: is.
3: You think he would got used to losing once already. Fortunately, fortunately, one of us here is a professional, so it's okay. So we'll just... <laughs> <continue>. More? <laughs> That's fired.
0: All right. So fans, uh, I, I believe, Rick, could you finish the sentence for me? After reading all of these, I find this very interesting. But stupid. Thank you.
3: All right, moving on. Wait, can we we look at these these comments? uh, Oh, there there were comments on it. Oh, there was was yes. Yeah, Chachi Marchita, and I love this. He says, I bet that belt gets bullied in school. (laughs) (laughs) That's a home run right there. Uh, good
0: Good on you. And basically, we have Kyle Hart saying, I hate it. I love the old belts. I loved the design. I will miss the old belts design.
4: Yeah, yeah the old belt
0: yeah. uh, you know the, it's funny too if you guys uh take a chance to google back and look at the old belt it's a little bit unremarkable but at the same time it's also has its own majesty in it so
3: is it kind of like like classic would you say kind of like classic kind of feel to
0: it or i would say more nouveau classic it's looked like they took the belts from the 80s and tried to do a little bit of an upgrade with the with the font it has a thicker iwgp which is newer looking but the old school design in it so they tried a little bit of an upgrade i think but th- and bear in mind you guys have asked me this is actually the fourth uh design for ice belt
3: okay what Generation.
0: So, all right so moving on to our next one this one is an interesting one uh tony khan recently has been making slight appearances on the television show his he's become a character a lot more on dark but slowly it's bleeding in to dynamite And it's just on the tip of it now making a big appearance. He just had little stuff. He's showing up on impact as a character with Tony Giovanni. And he's done a lot of dark stuff. The question was, should he be an on-air character now? Before we get into this, I want to go back in time when, w, when when AEW started and they compared themselves to what would be different from WWE. One of the questions that was asked is, would he ever become an on-air character? And he stated emphatically that he would not become an on thing. He wanted to be different. He didn't feel like he needed to be on there. Well, forward a year and he's slowly been <laughs> creeping in on promos and doing a lot more. And some people can say this is just a big ego stroke. Some people say, well, you know, he was a big mark going in. This is just him enjoying the markdom of it. Uh, So here's the question is, and I'm going to answer this one last because I've been really formulating my answer. Should Tony Khan be an on-air character? And I'm going to start off with uh, Elio. Elio? (laughs) Just because you paused your mic. Um, (laughs) I'm going to, oh, wait a second. Let's give Elio a second here. Let's move over to Andy. Andy, should Tony Khan be an on-air character?
3: I'm gonna say no. Okay, and I'll, I'll give you a couple reasons. One, I do seem to recall something along those lines of him saying, like, "Yeah, no, like it's this is about the talent. Like I don't need to be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on-air character." Second of all, just his presence and his look mm-hmm. to me doesn't. Uh, that that, Screen that billionaire well no <laughs> no, no, no yeah or, no, not, no, i'm not saying billionaire because I, I that's not like i actually like respect that that i mean he is kind of like mm-hmm. casual looking like that but for the for the to me like what you need like kind of the the aura the the personality the way to carry yourself with an on-air um kind of like that 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 role um if he's going to be the boss or the manager, whatever he, that, you know, that authority authority role, I, from what I've seen, I just don't buy it. Like to me, mm-hmm. he just, it's kind of just goofy, not serious. Um, you know, like you think back and, and maybe this is just me being old school, but you look at how Vince was, you look at even like how Eric, like even Eric Bischoff, I mean, even though he, he was kind of like business casual in mm-hmm. the early two thousands, yeah. there was still something to me, like just the way he carried himself that garnered more mm-hmm. respect yeah. Then what I'm seeing out of, out of Tony Khan, like he just, yeah, just, it just feels, I don't want to say, well, I'm not, I mean, I'm going to say, I don't want to say it yet. I'm going to kind of like goofy or dopey. Yeah. Like I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't take him yeah. seriously. And I mean, if they're, if they, if they want to bring in an authority role, because, you know what, you, you, you often need that mm-hmm. fine, but it's not to me. It shouldn't be Cody Rhodes. It shouldn't be uh, definitely shouldn't be Tony Khan.
0: Okay.
1: Fair yeah.
3: enough.
0: Uh, Rick.
1: You know, does AEW need uh an authority figure? Absolutely, I agree. I think they do mm-hmm. need that. Is should it be Tony Khan? No. Tony Khan showed us in that terrible promo. You made a promise, you're gonna have this match, you made a promise, you're gonna give it to him, you're gonna give it to him right now. <laughs> like, bro, like like Andy said, goofy, dopey. All those seven dwarfs, all in one. That's what you got with Tony Khan. <laughs> <Con. laughs> but, yeah, um, but at the end of the day, you know what? I'm, I may be on the, the the lonely island with this one. Don Callis would be perfect for that role as general manager. I'm just uh, saying.
0: Elio, can you eject? Room, <laughs> He's broken. He's broken the no the Don Callis
3: rule. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. He fits so the we we have a
2: no Don Callis rule here. Yes, yeah, so we
3: did. <laughs> Luckily, I was taking a drink and I had my uh, mic muted. We were saying that.
0: <laughs> He's cleaning the spit off his calendar now. I <laughs> can't believe you said that. But, but, uh, All right, I mean, uh, no. Elio.
2: Um. Yeah. I. I think there should be an authority, air authority figure. I don't think it was. It should be Tony Khan. I mean, I I saw that the, the promo he did on um on AEW Elevation. I think it was when he mm-hmm. came out. He said you promised you would give him the match. So, uh, just that the was way, very rough. Yeah. Just the way he presented it himself, it's like I can't take him seriously. That was awful. And he even said that he would never want to be an honor uh, authority figure. So
0: okay. So it's kind of going, okay, um, you know what, guys? I've been really thinking about this a lot. Um, I'm not going to try and be as insulting as as I <laughs> thought this would almost come across. <laughs> as. And no, I mean, in the fact, I was going to say, why the hell not? I mean, you know, he's this billionaire dude who's playing, uh, paying a bunch of indie guys to do billionaire stuff. Yeah. Why not? I mean, if I had the money, why would, I'd make myself the star of the show if I owned the thing. Why not? isn't everyone's dream to go out and and have the crowd look at you i mean that andy isn't that why you became a wrestler so you could have the spotlight at one time right i mean to some degree it, yeah incredible. yeah so if you owned it when you want to hey i own this fucking thing look at yeah. me
3: why not at the you know, same time, if you're gonna be the guy that says our company's gonna be different i'm not gonna yes. do this yeah, There's already, enough. there's already be, every, you know, weekly, we're getting examples of how they're more and more like WWE oh, yeah. or not, people want to admit it or not. Yeah. And to have him do that, that it's, uh, that's right up there with, uh, with, with whatever Cody and the Mrs. Show, whatever. Yeah. Whatever the, the Mrs. and Mrs. Show is called. You guys make Even a super this- good point though. Okay. Or right, what is it called? Something
0: keeping with the roads or? Roads Fine. to the top. Roads to the top. Okay. So now here is, you guys have uh, swayed me in the one fact is this. In one fact, I can get the fact you, you, you're a rich dude. You can do what the hell you want. You paid for this show. Uh, when you're giving me uh, people who are totally not even ready for television, like Caesar Bononi and the best friends time all the time, you can do whatever the hell you want. You own it, right? But uh, you guys made a super good point. And the fact is if you're going to own it, if you're going to do this, there's an old saying that says, you know, either shit or get off the pot, right? Because if you're going to do it, don't half-ass it, all right? Yep. If, if, if Eric Bischoff, who's a small, scrawny guy with a very punchable face, can, <laughs> pro- can project himself as an authority figure, well, Tony Khan, go take some goddamn acting classes, you're rich enough, and show us that you can be an authority figure. Show us you can portray that you're a boss. Because right now you're coming across as a goofy dude who's like, oh, yeah, this is my dad owns all this so I can do what I want. And that's exactly what you look like with your bad acting and your just the way you present yourself. You want to be the character? Well, be the character. Okay? Yeah. Wrestlers want to be wrestlers? Well, they train and they work at it and they look good and that's how they get on TV. You want to be on TV? Fine. You own it. You got the chance? Well, get some goddamn acting classes. And show people that you can be the character you're dreaming of. Because that's what you are. You're dreaming of a character. You want to portray it? Well, work at it and give us something that's not just half-assed garbage. Uh-huh. So should he be on TV? Yes. In this iteration, No. I don't find it uh, interesting or... I just don't... Pat, you guys right. It just
3: it doesn't work for him, okay? Now, Rick, right now... Can I, can I just make one other quick yeah, little point? Go right I, ahead. I think I've only watched one or two of the Impact promos when they first yeah. came out. But even standing next to Tony Schiavone, mm-hmm. to me, he seems like Tony's, I mean, and, and, and Tony's got the advantage of having been around, you know, for what, 30, 30, 40 years, mm-hmm. but even standing next to Tony, he just strikes me as like a wrestling fan. That's just yeah. there. And you know what? If you can't project
0: and look at this guys, cause he can't even do this properly. If you can't project that you're an authority figure project that you're the bored, rich kid who owns something. And go yes. all the way with it. And that yeah. would work too. But yeah. this half-assing it, you know, you, you care, but you are not care enough. I, I, It's just not working. All right? Now, here's the weird part. Once again, the fans, uh, 61% of the fans <laughs> polled said, yes, he should be an on-air character. Well, 39% uh, said no. And when I look through some of these comments, we have uh, one that sticks out to me. And this is, it's sort of weird when people make these comments because I'm not sure really what they really are going for here but we have a guy by the name of maston mullins who says maybe but i have more respect for him than i do for vince mcmahon now the reason that bothers me is because one this had nothing to do with that but two you're not really kind of clear it's just like you're taking this as a shot at vince mcmahon i'm not sure how that really fits into what you're trying to say maybe if you're being a little more maston maybe if you write back in and meet tell me a little bit more what you mean by that comment or if that's just an offhand shot at Vince McMahon because you don't like him okay Uh, um Jeff Mo says having the occasional authority figure is a good thing Jack Tunney did it with the old WWF really well well you guys are right right now AEW it's like the wild west half the time nothing is connected so much crap's going on maybe it would be good to have somebody with authority step in and make solid matches what if what
1: if now maybe this is crazy but what yeah. if they got JR off a of commentary and put him in that role? Why not?
3: No, why not? I actually I thought about that a couple of minutes ago and I'm like, no, I'll just keep that one to myself. But it's interesting you brought that up. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's a tremendous idea. Let's
0: face it, JR isn't really carrying the bulk of, <laughs> of the commentating, anyways, right now. And uh he's done this role before. Why not? Yeah. So, you know, the other thing I read. was
3: the other thing I was thinking is if there ends up being some merger down the road or something that was along with, with impact, mm-hmm. I, I would almost look to a Scott Demore or, or a D'Lo Brown to be a 40 yeah. figure.
0: I like okay. that. If you were to say Don Callis, man, I would have been broke. <laughs> <laughs> I know you wouldn't though, Andy, I know you better yeah. <laughs> than that. <laughs> Although we will have a disagreement about Don Callis later on in the show. I'm pretty darn Fair sure. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, is there any other comments you guys want to take a look at here? Uh, See, uh, Stephen Hall says pushed. Oh, wait, rather well, the wrong one. <laughs> okay, um, he seems like a cool guy. I'd like to see more of him, says Mike Caps. Really, Mike? <laughs> you don't have enough Weasley friends somewhere in your life? I mean, you need I to mean, see more of this guy? When
1: he <laughs> like, got money,
2: that's the coolest friend you can have. There's that one is here. true. Devin M. says, Yeah, more of him, less Cody. Oh, I think oh. anyone would
0: agree with that. Yeah, um. What else we got due uh, to do to got guy, guy wed shield wed said he's good behind the scenes with an occasional on-screen appearance. I'm thinking a lot less on-screen <laughs> appearance, but to teach his own. Um, so folks, once again, uh, I guess if you guys are digging it and buying it. Okay. You know, we may not agree with you, but it seems more of you think that Tony Khan has a lot to offer into this. So let's go with Tony Khan. All right. Next, we come to probably the stupidest segment that I've ever seen in the history of this show. The stupidest idea. This would be like saying, is water wet? (laughs) Okay? Is the desert dry? Okay? Is Tay Conte elite or delete? All right. Let's start off with uh, our good friend, Elio. Elio, is Tay Conte... uh, Elite.
2: Elite. She is Elite. a I like everything shoot. about her. Okay, fair enough. I like her in-ring uh, skills. Uh, so just, like, just her presence. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go okay. with Elite.
3: <laughs> elite, all yeah. right, Andy. You know what? <laughs> I, I'm going to vote Elite, but I'm going to defer my time on this to you because I'm sure you're going to go on for a while.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, TJ so sitting on cloud nine. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> okay, Rick. I'm going to keep it short and simple. I'm going to just say Elite. And uh-huh. just for the mere satisfaction of not being the person to say delete. So I'm going to just say elite, and I'm going to give you my time on that. Have I bullied
0: you guys? <laughs> no, I want you guys fans to know that I did not choose this topic. And uh, he is obsessed. Switched. He's obsessed. <laughs> but I want to say this. I'm going to be 100% honest. Okay. Yeah. Um the Please last don't. little while. Yes. <laughs> no, what I'd like to say is this is um, I have had slight reservations with them pushing Tay right now. Okay? okay. I have seen in some of her matches a few things that just make me go, Oh, oh, that did not look good, or ooh um, today's match, which we'll get into later, right off the opening bat, uh, when uh Sheeta grabs uh, I think maybe it was Nyla running. one of the two, throws her into Tay. Tay puts her feet up to give her, you know, how the, the guy outside puts the foot up to get the kick. Yep. And she did this horrible thing where she basically bounced off the, the girl coming where you knew that absolutely nothing happened to the girl being thrown into it. And I just went, Oh no, <laughs> please have a good I can't match. Support because, <laughs> yeah. I, I, Tay. Please come on, man. But you know what she has, for all those tiny little things, she has so upped her game, especially when she's been really throwing her judo in there. She, uh, yeah. she looks credible. I mean, a girl, her, her small shouldn't be able to huck around uh, Nyla Rose, but she is realistically in doing it using her judo. And uh, today when she fired up, when she had the hot tag in her thing, she went crazy and showed me a part of herself that was like, wow, maybe she can throw together a whole good championship match. So I've always believed right now that she, she is extremely uh, attractive and marketable in that sense. She does need more work on her wrestling thing. But here's the problem. If you elite or delete at this moment, you run the risk if you delete her that she has nine-tenths of the package. You delete her. What if you lose a lot of those other aspects and you lost that opportunity? Sometimes we know in wrestling, the ring work isn't always the biggest thing. Yeah. You know? And he can tell you he can do a whole match where he does one move and that move is kicking the rope, but he can still entertain you and give you a solid fun match. You don't necessarily need to do a gazillion things. She has uh, the personality and she has uh, the presence right now. She does have a little work and AEW is very work heavy. So she is going to have to buckle up on some of that stuff. But I think at this moment, if it comes down to an elite lead at this moment, you'd be an idiot to delete her because you may lose what you have now. I'll tell you one, one thing
1: is, uh, she had had a hell of a pump kick on mm-hmm. AW dark. She hit this girl clean on the chin. It was perfectly done. It was that That definitely impressed me. So I'm definitely impressed by her. She, like you said, she does need a little mm-hmm. more work, mm-hmm. but, uh, she's definitely, uh, she's definitely elite.
0: Okay. So well, you know what fans, uh, Big surprise, 99.2% of you picked as delete. Who was who was the person that picked delete? I'm not going to say his name, I but will. he might be an old school host <laughs> on I our will. network. Okay, I we'll, will. Yeah. I will. Tony Diaz said delete.
1: He's the well, only one. I did all the mathematicals. Over 100 votes. Tony Diaz is the only one to put delete and he says this very simply too green and left it at that. That's his Um, defense.
0: (laughs) And let's face it. He's kind of right. There is a little greenness in there, but at the same time, you run that risk. If you hold her back, you may miss the train on her. You know, she may only be, you hold her back. She might come back as a mid Carter right now. She has a chance to get pushed into the main event and fans will buy it. So Uh I I, I agree with what he says too, in that sense. Um, Let's see. Let's find out some comments that we have. Oh, here's somebody, a man after my own heart. Oh, Thomas James Little wrote, <laughs> I've said cool. it once and I'll say it again. Take Conti for the win. Elite, you ninnies. Huh. E-light? Elite? Elite. Elite. I like <laughs> elite sometimes too. So elite, you ninnies. <laughs> I think ninnies he meant Andy. All okay. right. <laughs> elite, you ninnies. <laughs> um, Gavin Tate said, Tay Conti should be the new leader of the Dark Order. Well, not going to go that far whatsoever
1: no, no. she <laughs> doesn't no. have the mic skills for that
0: uh keith beaumont who obviously is a man of great learned abilities says beautiful inside and out and a whole bunch of people commenting elite, elite? so yeah yep. so uh that is our look this week at our hot topics and our elite elite and uh We're going to take a quick commercial break. Wait, didn't we miss one? Wait, we got one more more thing. What do we got? We got
1: one more. The face of women's wrestling in AEW. many goddamn
0: topics do we got? Baker (laughs) DDM. Okay, okay. The The new legend. The new legend, she's calling (laughs) herself, yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, how come I don't have any numbers on this? It seems like my person Uh, didn't. Oh, there we go. The numbers are there. Okay. There's just no comments. Okay. Let's get into this. Britt Baker, is she the face right now of the women's division? And Rick, you know why? You look like you're kind of itching on this one. So go ahead. Is she the face of this division? I'm right to very clearly say no. Like, I really yeah. want to jump
1: on and say no, but yeah. she definitely is. She's mm-hmm. most definitely the face of this women's division. What's she has your the mic skills. She has the presence. Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel like the women's division don't have enough matches on AEW Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And I don't watch Dark like that, and she's yep. talking about uh, Elevation, and she's going to be on Elevation and stuff like that. I don't see her enough to be yeah. like, yeah, you're the face of this company. But you know what? The way they treat her, and the way mm-hmm. that you do see a lot of her on on uh, on Dynamite, I'm mm-hmm. just like... She's the only one that I really see most of. So I Mm -hmm. I guess she's the face, but I want to see more in-ring action with her for sure. So yes, she is definitely the face of the women's division. And that's not saying much, but yes.
3: Andy. From the way the question is, I'm not too too sure from how it was said to how you worded it, because to me, you said something right before you threw it over to Rick, that for me really hits it Mm -hmm. is, She's the face of the AEW women's division right now. And that's what I'm taking it as right now. Right now, right now, without a doubt. Uh, And maybe, maybe a slightly more positive look at it than, than Rick. It's just that because he's right. Like we have, we don't get to see a lot of women's action on dynamite. So if you're not watching dark, if you're not watching elevation, you know, a lot of these claims can just be like, okay, yeah, sure, if you say so.
4: Mm-hmm. But
3: having said that, I mean, and you guys know that I've long been a supporter of Britt, uh, even mm-hmm. like through her injury and all that. Yeah. like I said, there, there was something there. Um, right now, I think just the way things are, this is one of those times where it's like, okay, there's no definitive star, there's no definitive mm-hmm. person jumping out, but she's the closest thing to that right now. Okay. So I would say, you know, she... She's given time, you know. Rick says, you know, she's given time, and she's making the most of her time, and that's you know that's one of the things that we talk about. Whether you're getting one segment, one minute, whether you're getting five seconds, you know, the time that she's given, no matter what it is, she's making the most of it. Would it be great to see more in ring stuff to kind of help support that? Absolutely. Is that necessary? Absolutely. But right now, as it stands for for what any of these women have been given, I I think. Britt is head and shoulders above the rest. So, yes, right now, she is definitely the face of the AEW women's division. All right. Elio. Right. Right.
2: Yes. I, I'm going to say yes, she is right now because she's got the um, mic skill. She's got that uh, on air presence.
4: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, especially even more so after that uh, lights like, out match that we saw. We've never seen that. Anything like that, like you know, I mean, that's on AEW. In the time that it's been on around,
0: all right. Well, you know what, guys? Uh, as much as there's as uh, there's parts of me that really really enjoy Britt Baker, uh, I love uh, her character work, her wrestling has been coming up. Uh, the reason why she is the face right now, and I'm going to say she is, is a big uh, misstep on behalf of AEW. Okay, they've had a few other people that had they just really pushed properly, presented properly, could have been the face and and, and a distinct lead for this company. Uh, You had Serena Deeb, who maybe she didn't, uh, uh, well, how do we know? They didn't really give us much of her. And was that because she was the NWA Women's Champion, that they didn't really want to overly push someone from another company? But here you had somebody with a lot of talent, who they just never really showed us her personality. And we know we've seen her do it in, in the WWE. We've seen her do it in Shine. She, uh, she can pres- present a really good character. They never gave her that whatsoever. Uh, I would say that Thunder Rosa, they only half ass gave us. They gave us at times some incredible stuff, but once again, they didn't go all out and present Thunder Rosa as a credible woman's wrestler of, of, of note. You know, even through this whole thing, you still felt that Britt
3: Baker was the one that the company wanted more so than thunder rosa and i think and, we, i think we can touch on that once we get to uh brit's promo later yeah, in the show yep. too Yeah, absolutely and then
0: uh here's the biggest uh misstep of all is you have a very talented attractive and could be marketable champion in Sheeta, but i don't know if it's her lack of english prowess or what but man they have not marketed her as an effective Force as a champion she was head above heads above everyone else for a long time during this pandemic for the wrestlers that were available yet they didn't promote her or present her like she was any kind of thing special she was just sheeta with her stick who would come out and win every match yeah. i forget know?
1: that she's a champion at and, times
0: and that that is a shame because she's had some incredible matches but the fact is it's just like any other time it's just like wwe or any other times you'll see a wrestler who you may know is great who may you may have seen in a light, but if they don't tell you that, if the if the if the commentators don't present her as that, if the shows don't present her as that, people don't see her as that. You know, she was the great package in the fact she actually had the looks, the presence, and the talent, but they just didn't give her any kind of voice. We could say maybe it's because she doesn't speak English well. But that's bullshit because they could have had, they could have given her someone to talk, they could have had things done for her, they could have presented her as this Japanese force. Instead, she's going to fade away and get overdone by girls who have much better speaking skills and much better presentation who definitely don't have the skill that she has. So that's sad. Is Britt Baker? Yes. Uh, however, my hopes are up, and we'll get in that today. The return of Chris Statlander makes me think that. Maybe uh, Britt Baker's uh, time at the top is going to be done because Statlander was definitely on her way to being the face and probably would have been the champion had she got not injured. So we'll get into that. Now, folks, we're looking at the votes that you people sent in, and it seems that 86% of you say Britt Baker is the face of AEW's women's division now, and we'll have to agree. I mean, she had an incredible match, and boy, can she talk she presents herself right out there. Uh, I find it extremely sad that and notice what I said about companies is that she just had a brown groundbreaking match that she lost and the woman who won the belt has had 30 seconds of promo time since then just saying thank you for the good match. That ought to tell you how much you can present somebody and show people in a light. So yep unfortunately that is the world of wrestling it's not always who's the best (laughs) it's who decides that you're the best all right so right now elio i would like to throw out a question to you my friend okay if i am the casual fan and i want to write in and uh you know make some comments about the show be a part of our polls do any of that stuff where can people get a hold
2: of us and how So you can do that on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram at Wrestling POV1, and Twitter at Wrestling POV. Excellent, excellent. You know
0: what, fans? We are one of many shows here on the WPOV Network. We are global. You find us every Friday talking about AEW and about a lot of special questions and topics that we come up with. Uh, It always features me, uh, the legend T. James Logan. We have the gentleman Elio Canella and the Lone Wolf Andy Anderson you'll hear us uh, every friday on Sa- sundays we have saturdays. WP- is it saturday you-, you record saturdays you get it out that night yes yes are you taking yes. notes there uh, a fast um <laughs> <laughs> I have my notes you got here. a day and a half lead he's got it out in the same day okay anyways um <laughs> Sorry, Alio. Um, so we have WPOV Wrestling, which is a deep look all across the WWE universe, yes. where they cover all the shows, and they even do a little bit of a look at AEW and have their special AEW versus NXT, which is going to be kind of mute in the next little while after uh, WrestleMania, but hey, they'll still probably do it anyways, why not? Um, you'll find that show hosted by Rick Serrano Third. He is the third wheel, they say, in that show, but I don't know. It seems like Clay Cummings, the $50 man, is kind of the third wheel, yeah. but... Uh, Tony Diaz also on that show the three of them cover a lot of stuff and it's a it's a little more crazier base than we are they tend to be the zany we pretend to be the uh, laid back uh, ridiculousness so you got humor in every sense uh, you find them on Saturdays, uh, then every Wednesday we have WPOV quarantine which is our uh, zoom based. YouTube show, which is the one show that you can watch as you see us talking every time, and it's kind of cool because we bring on wrestlers, uh, people uh, associated with wrestling, uh, whether it be referees, ringside people, whatever. We have uh, even wrestling writers. We have all kinds of guests. We've had legends on from Kevin Sullivan to uh, Ron Fuller to Dan Crawford to D'Lo Brown and uh, Savio Vega. We've had some great guests. Usually, uh, our, our kind of format there is either we're going to have a tribute show where we're talking about uh, a wrestler that uh, his career, or we're talking about the current wrestler that's on with us about his career, or we do a roundtable talk where we take a topic and we just all point our views and, and have just all kinds of interesting stuff about it. It tends to be my favorite show of the week because it's just so darn fun. And I know Andy loves it. and I know Elio loves it. And we all come out of there. Just listening to our guests sometimes with even much more love and appreciation for wrestling is all about. And our last show is WPOV Aftermath. It's the show that we, after every big pay-per-view, we sit, who knows what iteration of us, uh, six of us, will come on that show. We'll talk about what we've seen. We'll break it down, tell you if it's worth watching and have a little fun doing it. Wrestlemania is coming up I don't know uh some of us are going to be on there more than we'd like to be but I'm Mm -hmm. sure there's a lot we're going to have to talk about for w for for uh Wrestlemania now Rick I know people are listening on to whatever platform they are listening on to this moment but we are also available on other platforms are we not absolutely on iTunes YouTube Poppy
1: Spotify iHeartRadio and TuneIn Radio for free and not to mention, on aftermath, we have the wrestling POV pay-per-view points game, and Andy Anderson, I'm coming for my
0: baby. You have his baby. Yes. What the hell? <laughs> what kind of bets are you guys doing? Oh, okay, I'm not even gonna get into that. <laughs> All right, about
3: to go off the rails. <laughs> he wants his baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back.
0: <laughs> anarchy. Well, you know what? Just because of Andy's uh, terrible Anderson. singing, I was going oh, no. to get him to hawk t shirts. But once again, I'm going to bump him off. Oh. And I have a legend who oh, I brought no. onto the show. Oh, He's no. going to hawk some t shirts for us. Oh, no, You're not going to believe. Andy Anderson. I have the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, oh, the honky tonk man, Wayne Ferris. Honky tonk, sell some t shirts for
3: us, baby. Well, you know, I'm going to sound like Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why is Andy talking? Get honky in here. Sorry about that, folks. Everybody knows that the Honky Tonk Man is the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. I got Peggy Sue behind me, the colonel's in the back. I'm going to go onto ProWrestlingTees.com while I'm riding in the back of my pink Cadillac. I'm going to find me one of those four t-shirts because the greatest intercontinental champion of all time needs... The greatest WPOV T-shirts of all time. Get one of those T-shirts, 1995. Unless you're the Honky Talk Man, then you're probably gonna get them for free. We get them for free, right? We get them. We're not no, gonna get them for free. You're
0: not gonna get them. I get Honky. No, you're not.
3: Gonna well, get them for when I find ones. that Rick Serrano, I'm gonna shake, rattle, and roll him all the way to the ground. Go get your T-shirt i'm the honky-tonk man
2: he's the honky-tonk man
3: he's the honky-tonk man <laughs> cool i'm cocky i'm bad
0: all right folks well we'll uh, take a quick commercial break and we'll be back what's up i'm Vinny talata and you're watching wpov global all right welcome back folks today now we're going into our aw dynamite report card <laughs> I know my First of all, I want to say uh, one of the biggest inconsistencies we've had over the last while is it's very rare we get two really solid AEWs in a row. You know, we're lucky if we get it every second week. And we had complained that sometimes it's like, man, sometimes this show can be a bit of a pain in the ass. Well, this week, I'm glad to say I thought it was much better than average show and uh, i enjoyed it and we're gonna get right into it okay let's start off and i know i the first thing i think is oh god they started off with christian cage and Cass, and Rick Serrano lost his mind on the group chat he's like christian yes. cage! cage my nipples got hard <laughs> too much information where sorry do I go that? where do i go anyways <laughs> uh very solid match christian cage getting uh, the win in the end um I thought it was nice. It opened up an AEW with solid wrestling, which gave me the idea that, wow, maybe we're going to have a, ma- a show full of solid wrestling. And we kind of did. i um, going to say it was, spec- it was good. I've got to say though, I was a little bit thrown off that it would be Kaz, his first match. And that Kaz would give him such an even match because we brought this guy in as like the big new signing. And it's not like he dominated this match. And even to the end, it was like the last two moves that allow, allowed him to take out the win. So I would have thought maybe they could have built up a few maybe easier victories for Christian to showcase that he's a big main event guy. But in the end for me, Kaz is a mid-carder and he struggled to get by Kaz, which shows me that maybe Christian will be in a workhorse is not really top, top material, okay? So Rick, I'm sure you're going to counter yeah. that, but go right ahead. No, you know, I agree with you to some point where it's like
1: he needed to outwork everyone, and Mm -hmm. he's showing that, all right, just because you're coming into AEW saying you're going to outwork everyone doesn't mean it's going to happen. And Mm -hmm. Kaz, you said he's a mid-carder, but you got to prove yourself. And he has to shake seven years of ring rust off. So this Mm -hmm. was a perfect matchup for him, I think. I think it showed, you know what, Christian said he's going to come in here and outwork everyone, and he's struggling right now. But at the end of it all, he picked up the win. I really was impressed with Christian. I'm always impressed with Kaz. I mm-hmm. thought this was a great first match for him. Solid performance. I really, really enjoyed this
0: matchup. Where the hell was this Kaz all these years before AEW? I mean, he's in the, the one company where they're not going to give him a shot to the top, and he's wrestling better than I've ever seen him wrestle. Andy, what did you think of this match?
3: Uh, you guys know I, I kind of laughed. I, you know, I, I was a little behind and starting to watch the show, and I started the show, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, look at this! There's like an actual wrestling match on <laughs> AEW Dynamite." <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was a good start to the show having Christian come out. Uh, I, you know, I, I kind of agree more along the lines with Rick. Uh, I, I don't think that you needed to give him anybody easier. He's shaking off seven seven years of ring rest, and you know, you, to, to put him in there with a the mid card guy, uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have put them. I wouldn't have put him in like right off the bat with like a main event guy. So mm-hmm. this this seemed like a right, like a good fit. Uh, I like how they acknowledge that they had a little bit of history working each other in the past, and I think didn't Kazarian beat him before too, or something? Wasn't like a ladder match or something? So what was that? Two thousand seven. Who won that match? Uh, I think I think they said Kazarian won it. Well, I thought, yeah, I
0: thought Christian Cage did, but maybe I was wrong. Okay, so Sorry, it's we'll been go, so long, guys. Oh yeah,
3: no no no, and, and I'm trying to recall back to yeah. the the commentary. So you know what? I I was okay with that. I thought they both looked great. I mean, you know, again, obviously it was never really in doubt who was gonna win. Uh mm-hmm. I, I look past the, the more fifty fifty style. I it was just, you know, Kazarian's been in the ring, he's sharp, ready to go. Christian's coming in. Yeah, you're you're a big signee, but hey, if you haven't really been in front of the lights, all you know with the with the red light on with the T V mm-hmm. camera on, uh it, it's a different a different story. So I thought it was and it it was a good story mm-hmm. because of the way they went back and forth and uh, I, I don't know if I would say it was the best match of the night, but it was definitely one of the ones that I enjoyed the most tonight.
0: Okay, excellent. Elio,
3: I thought it was a good, solid opening match.
2: It was good to see Christian back in the ring. It was a good back and forth. I thought I thought they both did well, and it was good to see Christian uh, pick up the win.
0: Okay, okay. You know, I always laugh now when I see uh, Frankie Kazarian because you know he is—he's—he's he's got a pretty good size. He's definitely talented, and I think back to when he was signed to the WWE, and then he he turned down the contract because he didn't want to shave his hair. <laughs> I wonder how much he regrets that now, when he could have had a chance to be a lot more than his career actually turned out to be, simply because he thought his hair was his image, and he to get rid of his. <laughs> and Sean he Michael shaved walks. his
1: head so yeah. many times. Since
0: yes. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Um, now I know. I know uh, from our chat that. Uh, Andy's disagree with this one for me but I sat and watched that Darby Allen promo and I went like what the fuck did I just watch and I watched it again and I'm like what is with this crappy weird stuff he does this weird promo with Matt Hardy that I don't know maybe once again maybe I'm just too old man get off my front lawn sort of deal but (laughs) I don't know what kind of MTV weird mind seven horror movie bullshit this was but I got nothing out of this Uh, Rick this was terrible
1: no I'm with you you're not old you're not that old, at least. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, this was bad. Um, I don't understand why Matt Hardy is getting a title shot or in the title picture at all.
4: They, mm-hmm.
3: Like, ugh, Darby better kill him. I'm just saying that. <laughs> yeah, Since that's going to happen. Have you never watched a Darby Allen match before? No. no. Yeah. It's 90% of him
0: getting beat in a coffin drop and win. All right, <laughs> Andy,
3: you, you, I know. What, why did you disagree with us on this? I get out of this. I, you know what? It, it caught my interest because you know it, it was a little bit different. And the and the fact I didn't I, I honestly didn't realize it was Darby at first. Mm-hmm. So I mean when he did the thing, kind of having the the Matt Hardy Matt, like yeah. kinda, I kind of had to like I kind of had to like look a little closer and then actually kind of listening, the, the message and the story that he was presenting about like you know, like the money doesn't mean anything.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I I bought into that. I got a okay. little say I, I, I got hooked, but I bought into it saying, you know, like, and it was good because it's kind of like what wrestling fans are saying. It's like, Oh, you know, you're coming out here and you're thinking the money's going to do all this. The money, you know, doesn't mean anything. And and that's kind of with the exception, and you guys know, I'm a stickler for this and it happened like twice in the first, like 10 minutes of the show. Mm -hmm. I don't need him to, I don't need to hear him saying like, your money don't mean shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Your money doesn't mean anything your money means nothing to me that's more impactful than than needing to swear. Yeah. You save that for something where things are hot, uh, you know, and, and you're, you're pissed, but you're not at that point where you need to be swearing, you know, and, and I'll talk about that again in, in a few minutes, yeah. but uh, other than that, you know what, For and you guys know, like, I mean, I'm on a Derby guy by any such sort of imagination, mm-hmm. but I, I thought this was pretty good. This is one of the better showings that he's okay. had. You're not adding the coffin drop to your repertoire in the next. Uh, if, if I'm, if I do it off the bottom rope, maybe <laughs> <laughs> off the, the bottom and, of the ring it, steps. It's, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the shallow coffin drop. Okay, yes. okay. Um, how about you, Elio? Did you get anything out of this? No,
2: um, I was going to these promos was uh, like curious to uh, see with like how how they are. Mm-hmm. This one, uh, I didn't get. Okay. I just didn't get anything out of it, and especially
0: like Andy said, the swearing is what took me out right out after. Okay. Have you ever guys been to a place where, like, you go to a, a place where they serve you... Let's say you go to a place, and every time they served everybody ice cream, everyone had ice cream all day, right? And then in the middle of the thing, they gave you a piece of pie, and you are like, oh, this is kind of neat. This is different, right? But if they give you that same damn piece of pie every single time, you're like, oh, great, it's pie. And that's what the Darby Allen's given me, is he at the beginning, he had this... Uh, black and white, showing you artsy looking thing. And for the first couple of times, I was like, oh, wow, well, that caught my eye, right? But after a while, it just seems like the same old drivel when that's all he does. So I lost the message. Andy actually listened to the message, got it out of it. That's cool. I was just taken right out from Rain of the bad, another goofy ass, black and white, avant-garde, wannabe, artsy, fartsy <laughs> crap from Darby <sighs> Allin that it took me out. So unfortunately, even if there was a great message in there, I watched it twice and I didn't even get it. So, <laughs> you didn't want a piece of his pie? No, do not want a piece of his <laughs> pie. Maybe though, I'm starting to more like the pie from Jade Cargill hey. because I gotta say, Jade Cargill, uh, <laughs> I came off terrible. I gotta say that Jade Cargill is starting to really look like if she can get her wrestling together, this chick could be marketable as a woman's champion down the road. She does have a pretty big look. She has this presence. Uh, the voice is getting... She's starting to get a little better with the talking. Uh, but let's just work on the wrestling too because that seems to be the her biggest, her weakest link at this moment. Uh, I did find it really strange that she also had to use the word shit in the middle yeah. of the thing. And, and also, I'm that bitch. I, I'm not sure <laughs> if that's the greatest saying that you're trying to market to children with t-shirts that I'm that bitch on it. I don't know. A lot of parents are going to buy that for their kids. So I don't know. But uh, Rick... You've always seen a lot in Jay Cargill. as a Listen,
1: man. Yes, absolutely. She's that bitch. That's how she rolls, all right? She's that bitch. That's exactly what she is, all right? I have no problem with her her owning the word bitch. That's a Mm -hmm. huge thing for me. Um, The one thing I don't like is that she cursed. She didn't need to say shit, but if she don't give a shit, she don't (laughs) give a shit, all right? So Jay Cargill, she's that bitch. So that's what Andy. I to say.
3: <laughs> Andy, is she that bitch for you? <laughs> Can we? See, this, yeah, this isn't the appropriate. This is what happens when you let kids watch the show. And I guess they just, they just keep repeating the same thing. right around and over. your little girls uh, going, bitch, bitch, bitch. Stop <laughs> that. <laughs> yes. Look, I, I will agree with you. Uh, mm. The delivery is improving. Okay. Um, presence. Is, is it still there for me? N- not quite yet, okay. but. Uh, you know, I'll take this tying into kind of what you're saying, what we were saying earlier about Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. Is you know she's talking all the smack, but we've still seen very little from her. Yeah, like, yeah, nothing. Yeah. And so for me to be all talk and there's nothing going on, like, and that's not totally her fault. Yeah, you know, so I, I'm not faulting her for that, but I just I can't I, I, I I'm. <laughs> i can't buy into it yeah i'm still still i i'm not i'm not as far against it as i was i mean i'm I'm trying to be open i'm trying to give it and like i said i can see the improvement Mm -hmm. but for her just to come out and be all miss thing it's like you had one good match you had a squash i don't watch dark i don't watch elevation uh you know so i'm sorry like i i just it's not it's not working for me uh i don't think that you know kids are the demographic for this so i'm sure they're probably not having to worry about that shirt about i'm that bitch i'm sure that shirt would sell oh <laughs> hell yeah but yeah I, I and i won't, I won't i'm going buy with, one i'm sure you will <laughs> but uh <laughs> i'm surprised you haven't already if it's come up <laughs> or out. made your own Cancelled <laughs> yeah, right. your own out. But, uh, no it's just it, it's yeah the, the the swearing again like Eh, eh, eh. But okay. but overall, I I see improvement, so I'll I'll give her that. Wow, just like the Grinch, Andy's heart grew five times
1: bigger than that. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. three times right now. Three. Yeah. It's three. Yeah. It's almost. There. No, All right. The,
2: it's I a was fine with the Canadian exchange, it's probably two and a half. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway. I was fine with this, so like, okay. I, I think the delivery was uh, was great. Uh, it's an improvement on uh, the first promo she cut when we she first made it for yes. her parents. Mm -hmm. So there's a great improvement there.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, We'll move on next to uh, Cody versus QT Marshall. Once again, what an interesting, uh, and I love it, because I think even JR said, hey, where's Marshall's uh, entrance? Because he's standing in the <laughs> ring. Cody does his regular 17-minute entrance. With... I was going to time Cody's
2: entrance, but I thought, yeah. no, you know what? I'm not even going to bother.
0: You fell asleep trying to.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I it fell asleep. <laughs> I had so to stop. I fell set up.
0: <laughs> Cody does his rare giant-ass entry. Uh, they have this match where uh, the funny t- thing, too, was Tony praising uh, Cody's entrance. Did you guys catch that? we're all groaning at it, but Tony's like, wow, what a good friend. Even though it's an exhibition match with QT, he gives him the respect of even having his full entrance. I'm like, oh, Tony, get your head out of Cody's ass. That's the worst thing I've heard in a long time. (laughs) Anyhow, so this match goes on. It's a lot of QT trying to kind of one up a little bit, not too aggressively in the beginning. And a lot of Cody getting ready to do something devastating and then backing off. OK, now I, I know that um, Andy's going to disagree because I, I read some of his comments and then but I actually went the route of it reminded me of that small period in WCW days where Rick or I guess NWA days when Rick Flair had tried to be a good guy for a while and he'd be wrestling people and he'd go to do that slap of his and then he'd stop himself and go, oh, whoa, OK, you know, I don't want to, you know, that he was trying very hard to not get too carried away. And I actually started and I don't am not the biggest Cody fan. But I actually garnered a lot of sympathy for Cody here because it did seem honestly like Cody's a guy who's a a tough wrestler, at least it presented in this, that he was a professional wrestler who as the match went on, his instinct started to kick in and he fought himself very hard not to follow through with the instinct for the go for the kill because this is his friend. All right it did end up breaking down with qt rolling out of the ring uh getting more upset and then laying out arn anderson which was like <laughs> out of nowhere holy crap did i laugh at that lays out arn anderson uh then uh hops out of the ring and a big schmoz happens where <laughs> and this is the comment because everybody went what another faction Right? And I'm like, yeah, but we went from a giant, boring faction of the Nightmare family to two small, boring factions that yeah. nobody gives a shit about. Because then all a bunch of nobodies from QT Marshall's school turn on the other nobodies in the Nightmare family and attack them, beat them, culminating in a very bloody Dustin Rhodes, which I don't even remember why he was bleeding. It just all of a sudden he got up and he's bleeding everywhere. I think maybe he gets one
2: into the ring steps. I, baby. He was
1: just—he just said, "I gotta fucking cut. I gotta cut myself. Like, <laughs> the fuck! Like you didn't need to do that.
3: Yeah, because he was it, no look, focus of this whatsoever. No. Especially with the face paint too. Really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he had on the magnetic white T-shirt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, but, yeah
3: that was a good indication. And yeah. He's in rule but, number but, seven. But the uh, just with you know with the makeup and stuff, it just didn't really.
0: Yeah. So this ends up culminating in them holding down um, Cody on the ring steps with QT with the chair, ready to, like, destroy Cody. And who comes out and saves him but tiny little red velvet? (laughs) He's my partner. (laughs) Which was funny because, you know what, you guys all said – well, it would have been more effective if it had Brandi Rhodes. I actually thought it was Brandi Rhodes at first to like <laughs> that in on her face. I'm like, oh, what? Red Velvet? Because <laughs> it wouldn't make more sense to send the pregnant lady out. No one's going <laughs> to attack the yeah. pregnant lady, right? But, uh, yeah, we have Red Velvet declaring, he's your friend and my partner. <laughs> just like, okay. And they back off. Uh, the only thing I'm going to say I liked about this, guys, is I'm not a biggest It's not that I don't dislike him. It's just he's so bland. But during this whole thing... The look on QT Marshall's face was awesome. He was selling it like a guy who went over the edge, was horrified what he was doing, but still felt like he had to keep going. Like that. It's too bad he's boring as shit, and we're not gonna even care about the rest of this feud. But uh and another funny thing that happened is I get this thing from uh Andy that says, How come Jade Cargill didn't come out? Oh Mm -hmm. (laughs) Red Velvet had to walk to the back first. Now before we get into Jade Cargill, uh, Rick, this whole match and break. This this was
1: poorly done. I feel like the match itself I wasn't a big fan of. I really wanted to like it, but I wasn't there for it. Um, the one thing I would say is when the hell is Cody leaving? Like every time they get close <laughs> to getting rid of him, you know, they had Penta with the shoulder. I'm like, yo, Penta's going to take him out. And No. And now I'll say QT's about to bash him in the head with the chair and take him out. No. And then I have to say this about Red Velvet. Red Velvet, Dustin is fucking dripping with blood like a stuck pig. And you're talking about Cody needs help. Nothing happened to Cody. This <laughs> guy got power drived on the steel steps, had his head bleeding all over. But no, Cody needs the help.
3: Come on.
1: Ridiculous.
3: All right, Andy. Yeah, i i saw it a little differently as far as the match itself yeah. to me it, it i saw it as as cody almost looking more heelish mm-hmm. in, in the way he was pulling back it was like it was like it's like playing cat and mouse mm-hmm. and it's like he's caught him And it's like oh, that's okay don't worry big guy i'm let you go I'm not gonna hurt you i'm not gonna hurt you you didn't yeah, get any yeah. facials
0: though like when he had that honest look on his face like oh I don't like. It's, I bought the facials of like. Yeah, see, I don't yeah. want to do this, man. I don't want to do this. It, it was, I don't want to do this, baby. It, was,
3: it was happening to to me. It, it happened too much, and mm-hmm. I just thought like, it it didn't it didn't like to me it didn't garner sympathy for for QT. I, I mm-hmm. thought he almost looked kind of more. I don't say like a schmuck, but just yeah, like he didn't belong. Mm-hmm. Like he, didn't, yeah, he wasn't on the level at all. Yeah. So to me, it was just you know, but I will say. And, and I mean, and I, you know, and you guys know from the from the from the our uh, group chat, the randomness of QT coming back into the ring, punching Arn, I think <laughs> was, and I mean, and it's I'm I'm an Arn Anderson fan. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, but it, it still was damn awesome.
3: It, that was probably the best thing for me all night because just it was so out of nowhere. Yeah. It, it was a it was a great looking punch and i mean Arn obviously sold it well yeah but damn was that just that was just a thing of beauty so i i love that um yeah i'm sorry like i, I mean and again this goes to fantasy booking so who knows about red velvet i you know it doesn't matter Brand, brandy's pregnant she should be the one out there yeah begging for the life of her husband like please don't hurt him it's like you know, like that would make more sense that she's going to come like after Cody than like what Rick says that instead of going to help Dustin, yeah. you know, she's, no, please, he's, he's my partner. Like, yeah. it just, and I think the sympathy there would have been, that would be on the level of like Elizabeth, you know, going in front of somebody, you know what I, you know what I mean? They're like still going in front of somebody, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously she's not pregnant, but just that, I mean, Elizabeth the real had that. Yeah, 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 that real connection. And there's that, and I, and I say this as respectful as possible, the helplessness. I mean, because, I mean, Elizabeth, you know, she, you know, she wasn't an imposing figure. She didn't do anything. Yeah. No. And I mean, as a, as a pregnant woman coming in, we'd be like, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, okay, guys, like bets off, like all bets off. So to me, I think they kind of, they kind of missed it there for uh, not having Brandy.
0: And, and, and I forgot to mention this too is like Arne who never gets involved physically they even took him to the side rail rammed yeah. his arm off and did another spot they're like whoa Arne yeah. nice your osteoporosis yeah. pills must have came in this week All right, <laughs> <now>. oh,
4: <wow>.
2: <laughs> double <laughs> double. <laughs> sorry okay uh, Elio uh, I- already I wasn't uh, really looking forward to this match so for me uh, I wasn't as Into this match, too much, it was just okay for me. Um, the whole thing with uh, all the students from the main factory attacking, dividing, yeah. So, I guess what now we have uh, another faction here, yeah, yeah.
0: And wasn't it funny to see Lee Johnson
2: (laughs) get yeah, he got power bombed.
0: And I love yeah. the great explanation. Yeah. By the, it was a uh, big bump for yeah. 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 And the commentators, well, you know, when he won his first match, he thanked everybody but QT Marshall. And yeah. pay back. Like,
1: what? Uh, <laughs> oh, I already day. got the faction name. It's QT Marshall and the Bad Apples.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice, Rick. Um, the last thing I'm going to say here is, you know how they always, AEW is trying to get these really involved stories, right? And I was listening to uh, Jim Cornette this week. And he was talking about last week's show. And he said, don't you guys found it funny that they had QT Marshall out there talking about how his life is so tough under Cody? And then they cut to his beautiful wife of since he's no, they've been together since high school and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, wasn't he fucking the bunny like six months ago on TV every week? Like <laughs> yeah, he has a boy pretty damn quick. So kind of hard to buy the sympathy there for him and his wife. have yeah, a boy. Sorry, I just I found that very laughable. Uh, speaking about laughable, John Moxley giving one of his laughable promos. This fell back into the promos I don't like, where he's just ranting on. It's not really coherent, and he's just trying to sell that once again. He's the toughest man in the world. That's what I got out of it. Anyone else get anything different?
1: Just that uh, he said that he had burns and scars. Yeah. And then he took off his fucking jacket and shirt, and he had no burns or scars. Yeah,
3: he must have meant like the mental, internal burns and scars. Like, But he said it, he
1: was like, I'm itchy from these
0: damn
3: uh, well, barbed yeah, wire scars. From itchy, it's inside, you know? It's like when you get the heebie jeebies and you're itchy, but <laughs> there's nothing visible. You can't now, see anything.
0: Explain to me how he got burn scars when it was a little fizzler that went off on me. The- <laughs> Okay. Oh. <laughs> he's allergic to the smoke from
2: sparkling. I, it I is, got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. I like Anyways. his promo is when they're more coherent. When he's just yes. rambling on, I get nothing. Yeah. yeah. It may it doesn't make him look
0: tough. It just makes him seem like a bully who's rambling. And that's the last thing you want to do when you're trying to be the big tough guy, right? The match now. Uh, <laughs> him and Caesar Bononi. <laughs> oh boy. First of all, Caesar Bononi is such a strange-looking cat. I, I just can't put my finger on it. They tell us he's from South America. He has the coloring of a South American guy, but the facial features of a European. It drives me insane. He has a haircut <laughs> yeah. and the look like he's a big German Austrian dude. And I'm just like, yes. what the heck?
3: You know? I mean, he I, doesn't I, look like a Baywatch lifeguard to you. Who said that? <laughs> yeah, One of the commentators said that. He looks like a Baywatch I thought
2: it was Mox.
0: Whoever said it, wow, you're on crack. Because are you watching the Lithuanian version of Bob? They watch because he does not. Like
3: the, the Kazakhstan anything. one with Borat, I guess.
0: If he, if it, yeah. So it, he is so awkward in the ring. I'm sorry. He, I, this was a better effort than you most when moxley got him onto the ropes and they were going for the superplex i was like oh my god is Boxley gonna break his own neck here trying to get this idiot over him i was that worried because we have not seen anything but awkwardness and a really bad hesitation in benoni uh he just doesn't he's a big dude who doesn't wrestle like he's a big dude you know he's just awkward and i don't know yeah this match match wasn't great uh mox with the pin what do you think rick
1: I I, honestly, I think they're just doing Benoni a favor here. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, I mentioned on our show that his wife has leukemia. I honestly think this is just for paydays, just to get him on TV. He deserves it for that, at least. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's exactly what this is. The last two weeks, he's not ready. Um, Like, you, you talk about his look. He has a good look. The guy is chiseled. He's big. He's a big dude. He got the very strong jawline. He has this heroic look to him. But...
0: Very and his, in-ring,
1: yeah, and his in-ring ability is just not there. So mm-hmm. honestly, I just think this is a payday for him just to okay. help out his wife, which is yeah, a good I,
0: cause. I forgot about that. Is it his wife or his sister? For some reason, I thought it was his sister.
1: I think it's but his I wife.
3: Okay. Yeah. Uh, Andy? Or his family member. Um, when we talked earlier about Kaz and Christian, and it's like, well, you know, he's, Christian was kind of struggling. Mm-hmm. That's how this match was to me. And I even wrote it down. I said, this was too long for my liking.
1: Mm-hmm. for mox and it wasn't being, even
3: long <laughs> No, well i mean i think they, they went like two two segments i think he lasted mm-hmm. a commercial break yeah yeah um, but you know for i, I in your you know, rick's right like he doesn't have the experience uh so i'm not faulting him if, if that's if it's the payday or whatever but if mox really should have had him beat within a few minutes like it mm-hmm. to me it shouldn't have gone this long um what else was i there? there's something else here oh and, and apparently was it Ryan Nemeth and the Drake yes. dude? They're they're a faction, a faction on faction Dark. Now. They're from Dark. They've, yeah, they've yeah. Been okay. teaming Together, yeah. factioning. Yeah. yeah. No, there's. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. There was something <laughs> else. Oh, you know what? No, here just because because Rick, you know, were kind of talking about it. Caesar Banani to, to me, and I'm going to say this as I'm trying to be like be complimentary here. Yeah. If he had the more ring experience, and he was in NXT. To me, his look—he could fit in with Imperium. Yes, yeah, he looks very European. Yeah, despite yep. the fact he's a South American. Yes, I'm just trying to be complimentary and put him. Yep. If he had more experience, that's how I could see him with that
0: look. And mm-hmm. all I've got to say to that, guys, is you may not realize this, but he was in the NXT system for years. Wow! Wow! And, ne- and was released because he never could break onto TV. Could, he just wasn't good catch enough.
2: It. Yeah.
0: All right, Elio? Uh,
2: yeah, this match. Uh... I really,
0: I really didn't get anything out of this match. Maybe it was too long. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, this car, I, I, I got some funny things. This is one of those segments where it's horrible, funny, and good all in one shot. And we're talking Team Taz. And it's because you have all these different <laughs> personalities in here. You have the horrible in Taz trying to be the tough guy talking. Uh, you have the bizarre and funny Brian Cage who, uh, you're never. They're trying to say he's on the same table, but he just won't say he is. And then Ricky Starks turned into the weirdest Latino game show host for this <laughs> segment. I'm, I'm not sure how to describe it. He, I've never seen him act like this. He went the slightly effeminate over hyper <laughs> Latino guy who was just trying to talk to his friend. Like it was something else. I don't know how to describe it. Rick, what did you think of this? When he said the look on his face at the end when he sat there with his legs crossed in this oh. smile.
1: Yeah, it was like he just stuck a fork in a socket and he just was just like I know this is bad. Uh who better but Brian Cage? I mean, they gotta split this this faction up yeah. already. Come on, this man. Is this is ridiculous. Now, yeah, split it up.
3: Okay, okay i done. Andy? Uh, yeah, I like the way you describe it. It was—I almost want to say it was a dumpster fire, but it was because <laughs> Ricky Starks, like whatever, whatever that was, was awesome. I loved it. And, <laughs> but it sure and, wasn't him, right? <laughs> no, no. But it was—it was funny as heck and entertaining. Yeah. You know, and 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 Taz—it's—I mean—and I'm going to date myself here, and I'm trying to remember mm. the name of the character. i probably could look it up. But it's like, he reminds me of Kevin Bacon's character in the national, the classic National Lampoon's movie, Animal House, Mm. where at the end of the movie, everything's chaotic, everything's falling apart. He's like, all is well. There is (laughs) nothing to see here. All is well. You know, before he just gets like pummeled by a crowd of people. And that's how I feel with Taz. And it's just, it's, it's almost, I don't know if. I don't know that they're trying to m- intentionally make it funny at this yeah. point, but it's almost like, a, like a, a, a caricature of, you know, like a, of, a, of an angle of a group. That's like, Oh yeah, I don't know. Everything's okay. It's like, but like, we're all in on the joke. Except, except, except Taz. Taz. <laughs> yes.
0: Cause I, you almost get the feeling like they gave Taz a script and said, okay, go out and read this. Right. And they didn't tell him that those guys were going to jump in and cut him off because every week he's kind of like, Oh, okay, yeah, go ahead. Like, <laughs> like, he, told, like he sincerely didn't re- think they were going to do this.
3: Yeah. Right? I think this uh, see Elio. here. All also, yeah.
2: Well. Yeah, yeah. Elio? Yeah, this was, this was bad for me. They, they need to break this group up. Is it bad that I want to see Ricky Starks like this always? No. <laughs> oh, I, it's <laughs>
0: entertaining, man. It's, mean it's entertaining, yeah. I'll give him yeah. that. No, okay,
1: okay, no. Sir,
0: he, he's entertaining. He is, he is. Now, I, 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 in all our excitement of talking about this other stuff, I did skip over one part, uh, and I mentioned to it, allude to it, is Red Velvet had gone to the back to do a little interview. <laughs> Jade Cargill comes out, beats the crap out of her. The best line for me almost the whole night was Jade going, bitch, you made me break my heel. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because she ran out wearing heels. Why do wrestling girls do this? You know, we talked about <clears> Shida last week taking 10 minutes to get to the ring because her high heels were so big. But uh, <laughs> Cargill runs in, who's already seven foot four, runs in <laughs> with high heels and breaks one. Okay. Uh, once again, laying out uh, red velvet, showing me that red velvet is just a mouth that just takes a beating, I guess. Yep. Uh, anyone else get a... Oh, that sounded terrible. Did anyone else get
2: anything Woo! else? I sure it. didn't mean TVMA.
1: It like TVMA. <laughs> <laughs>
2: For me, this was uh, this was I was fine with this one. Mm-hmm. It, it was just that, that one line, just uh, was uh, just for that one line, <laughs> yeah. It was, I was fine with this fun. uh, segment, and it's finally nice to
0: see her do something, right? Yeah, like, at least she added something yeah. to her repertoire. Rick, you got anything on this?
1: <laughs> I just love Jay Cargill, keep doing you girl
3: <laughs> Yep, <laughs> uh, Andy, I guess this explains why we get Red Velvet coming out instead of Brandy, mm-hmm. but. To- <laughs> But to me, it's like I don't know. Like it seems like that, I mean that was a one and done thing with their match. So to me, you know, if you're that, am I going to say the phrase? If just if you're that woman, why are you even bothering with red velvet? Like move on. Uh, is red, velvet, bitch? Yes.
1: <laughs> okay, and red velvet? Red velvet try to say that she can come at her. So she was just like, no, I'm that bitch. You ain't coming at me.
0: No. And don't forget, she can mix that cake. There um, <laughs> you <laughs> uh okay danny did send me a quick note as i was talking and i don't get this because i thought i saw everything but was there something to do with yes uh, with uh ethan and yes uh, scorpio
1: yeah. Sky? oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Another tag team. <laughs> scorpio sky went from tag team to his singles run back to a tag team with ethan page yeah
2: <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, well,
1: it was yeah. actually a pretty damn good promo. It was. I'm so, both, talk about, I'm both
0: somebody somebody talked yeah. about it because I missed it. I obviously so was forwarding around. It was
1: basically just Scorpio Sky saying one thing, and as he was talking, Ethan Page it flicked to Ethan Page, and he was talking, finishing the sentence, and then it went back to Scorpio, and then back to Ethan, and then boom, they were both together, yeah. and then boom, now they're finishing each other's sentences together.
3: That's it was like magic cool. shit man yes it was it, it's almost like best friends oh no wait that gimmick's already taken never mind oh yeah if they hug them out all right <laughs> <laughs> anyone else want to touch on this I, like it, it, I have. No it voice. was you know what it, if you put Your aside selfie? the whole if you put aside the whole Scorpio thing of, nice. of yeah tag to single back to yeah. tag it was a good promo and and you know what I'll give Ethan C- Page credit because you know I didn't really know who he was and uh, you know, he's coming out here saying like, "Hey, like AEW dropped the ball. I'm a world class talent, and you know, you're not using me properly." And that's kind of like what kind of like what Scorpio Sky was saying, mm-hmm. and sort of yeah. kind of put them together. It's like, okay, well, hey, maybe we'll get some we bitch together. <laughs> yeah. we can bitch about it together. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Elio,
2: no, pretty much what Andy what Andy said. Um, yeah, they were finishing each other's sentences, um, singing about how they company you know, dropped the ball with both of them wow there's love in the air
0: all right moving on um now one of the biggest complaints that i have about AEW on a consistent (laughs) basis is the so-called uh backstage fights that break up you know Mm -hmm. where guys are fighting into things and and uh, like especially the best friends are the worst for it they've had the worst amount of these things that just look like absolute crap they honestly look like uh me elio and rick take a camera and pretend to do this back behind a dumpster and try to make it like sell it as a national television show.
1: Okay? now i've done That's... some things behind dumpsters but <laughs> i've never done that
0: i know you <laughs> have this is i'm trying to clean you up boy but anyhow <laughs> and i ain't giving you that 10 bucks anyways um, <laughs> what so they're very bad usually for this uh when the setup came we have the setup of uh the pinnacle they're sitting in the former inner circles uh office um Go, uh, MJF's going on and on about ridiculous bullshit about like an interior designers and he's got like these things he's going to... With, with the fabric was, was were they going to get new yeah, suits? I wasn't sure because all of a sudden then he went to interior design and blah 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 blah. and then one thing and this becomes important later all of a sudden they have a Pepsi, mach- uh, Pepsi cooler in the back which you've never seen and I don't think in any of the things I don't recall ever seeing a Pepsi cooler in that thing but they focused on that and I thought okay something's going to happen with this shit before the night's over so as they're going on they walked uh, mjf says something we're gonna get rid of this horrible bathroom and he opens the thing and standing in there is the entire inner circle except for jake hager yeah the funniest part because i made my wife watch this part with me she laughed so hard when he shut the door and said we're out of here right? <laughs> we, we, we need to go <laughs> we need to go <laughs> and they start heading out they open the door and there's uh, jake hager And then he throws a punch. Now, my first mind is, oh, crap. This is going to be another shitty thing that makes wrestling look terrible. Okay? The whole thing of when you're watching with your friend and you're trying to explain why you would watch this, right? But instead, this was like the old sometimes you would get in a WCW Nitro day where you went, holy crap, that's cool. Those guys are going at it backstage. They proceeded to have a kick-ass segment fight, with the only exception I didn't like was... I'd rather they just had the camera up instead of doing that two cut angle thing to try and imply that uh, Sammy Guevara really slammed that door. Yeah. heavy into mm. That took you right out of it. They didn't need to do that. They could have just had the camera go up a bit, you know, and they could have positioned it or whatever, but having that was an obvious cut. You knew then that they took his head out, did the thing, put it, you know what I mean? So that part was a bit sucky, but the rest of it was very good. And I've always said, if you can work in some old school reference, into a new school thing where you're not getting hit over the head like a dummy with it, like, hey, look what I'm doing. But you do something that's a total callback, callback to something in old wrestling. And that was when Ortiz took a wooden chair, smashed it against the thing, pulls off this leg, and starts jabbing it into Dax's face. I mean, such a callback to the Magnum TA Tully Blanchard I Quit cage match where Magnum won it by doing that to Tully. Ironic, Tully's in the same room. And you got to ask yourself in 85, I asked this, and today I asked this who the hell even has a wooden chair like that anywhere? So <laughs> what a, what a great callback that was for me, this satisfied on many levels. I though going to have to say, I agree with Andy. I wish this had been a bigger buildup to it and God hadn't happened at least for a couple more weeks because it's once again, this is definitively pushing things too fast, too forward. We're not getting enough chance to really breathe in the severity of it. I do like they held off the inner circle for at least two weeks, but I, you know what they should have, slowly integrated them back to sell some kind of thing, but throwing them all back so quick, well then that means now the next match is gonna be and already they're they're lining up matches. So ah, great stuff. Not happy with the quickness of it. Rick, would you think get out of I, this whole I segment?
1: I thought this was badass. I thought it was a great segment. I thought everything about it, I thought the ice bucket uh, bath was cool, yes, the toilet yes, scene so was that. cool. I love throwing them into the refrigerator. I love to throw back to 1985. I totally knew they were talking about that steel cage match, I quit match from 1985. Totally knew that.
0: You're so full of crap. What it was.
1: <laughs> I totally knew that. You didn't have to tell me anything about Magnum and all that stuff. I knew it. Uh, it was just like,
0: wow. Mag- what course. did TA stand for in Magnum? A tough attitude, like, of course. You know. Thank you. You just proved that you do <laughs> not know the who Magnum the day, is. I know mean, exactly <laughs> that sense, yeah. was sense. Would you like to His name. Which one? Terry was? Allen. Thank you. Terry Eddie Allen
1: King. is exactly what I just said. I <laughs> yeah. I know. Sure Jeez, <laughs> Louise. No, but no, honestly, it was a badass segment. I really enjoyed it. Um, this is what they need to be doing more when they do okay. backstage segments.
3: All right, Andy. It was a great segment, but. Yeah. And I mean, and you said it because I said it in our chat. Yeah. To me, uh, I loved, you know, you know what, you talk about the camera cut. The only thing I wasn't crazy about was right before that was because of this whole, you know, heated fight and fistuses and everything going on. Fistuses. And yes, I <laughs> it and, 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 and was, was Sammy picking up Sean Spears like into the backbreaker position and then yes. flipping like to me, well, he landed like, on his
0: feet and rolled yeah. back and everyone and went was like, uh,
3: like that, that to me, that kind of took out of it. Yeah. But, well, that's supposed to be like the GTS.
1: So he gave him a knee before he landed on his feet. So that's I didn't what that see a was. Knee in there. Yeah, that's that's what he that's the move yeah. that him and uh uh Dominic Dajakovich got into an argument about. He puts him on his shoulders like that and he gives him a knee. So it's like Still, a reverse
3: GTS. And, and all this fight stuff mm. where we're using wooden legs and toilet. Yeah. Th- yeah and just punches and stuff and you do that to me eh, that's it, a small thing yeah, but yeah. just i just kind of that like i i lost it more on that than i did on the on the camera with the cut the cut okay. uh this happened way too soon you know we we saw uh pinnacle last week and you know we talked about the kind of like this this 50 50 style or you know uh-huh. these squash matches that aren't squash yeah. matches that should be squash matches i want to see like for me there should be a chase like it's like, like oh, man, I can hardly wait to in, inner circle get that. Oh, they got their hands on Alrighty. Pinnacle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this should have been another where they should have been out in the center of the ring. They could have been cutting a promo. Hell, they could have been having another match against mid-lower talent and mm-hmm. have the inner circle, you know, the, the car pulls up instead of Sue's mom or whatever. You know, it's like you have the limo pull up. Mm-hmm. The inner circle comes out and then, you know, chase them off. It's like, you want that? Oh, man. Like oh, I want Jericho to get his hands on MJF. I want these guys to get their hands on, just beat the crap out of them. Yeah, you know. And, and it's like, well, we got it. You know, despite how
0: good it was, I agree with that. Wouldn't it have been cooler? Because when he opened, when MJF opened that door, that is the coolest that the inner circle has ever looked like a group yeah. of kickass Absolutely. dudes.
3: And like, it I should said, have been
0: better. Jake should have been in there with them, and they ran away. That I could have been well, satisfied. Well, yeah,
3: I see. Even that, though, like. That whole thing, like where they have them trapped, yeah. to me, this that should have happened, a, at least a month long yeah, down the road. There, I can should see that. Been, there should have been more chase because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, it, it's the you know we talk about the instant gratification. It's like, man, I can hardly wait to get their hands on them. And it's like, boom, first thing they do is they get their hands on them. Yeah, okay? fair enough, fair enough. So that's I, the segment itself was great, mm-hmm. just not this fast not so soon not now there should have been more chase more chase where we're just chomping at the bit please please let let inner circle get their hands on pinnacle because we know once they do that they're gonna punch them into ice baths they're gonna put them through pepsi coolers they're Mm -hmm. gonna you know bring out that tough attitude with the uh uh, the wooden legs and stuff Mm -hmm. just no, too. And, and you know what? I believe that Pepsi Cooler it has been there in the past. I think I don't so. not so. seeing it, yeah. but yeah.
0: I do know the focus of it told you that somebody was going oh, to yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: And I'm going to have to disagree
0: with everything you say, Andy, because the Booker of the Year, Tony Khan, booked this. <laughs> Anyways, greatest <laughs> thing
2: ever, <laughs> Elio. I thought this was a great segment, uh, which uh, well while well, you were all uh, giving your giving your thoughts on this. Mm. I was thinking, could we possibly see another stadium San Pete match? Oh road? God, I hope not. I am just, I'm just uh, I was just thinking that just popped into my head while, I, while you, I was listening to you guys?
1: You know, I'm thinking what would probably be the best thing to do mm-hmm. is give them their own fucking pay-per-view. I would be down for uh, inner circle versus Pinnacle. every single match is with them. Have Santana Ortiz versus FTR have Wardlow versus Hager, have Jericho versus MJF, have Tully versus some, like have everybody (laughs) himself against somebody. Poor
3: Spears can't give even a mention from you. (laughs) (laughs) Who? Who exactly? (laughs) Can Can we call it, we'll call it AEW sold out. There you Ooh, go. That's all in the original Ooh. one, you. There
1: you go. Oh, and you know what? I just realized something. I'm glad you brought up Sean Spears because yeah. last week I had a gold message and you guys didn't say it. He puts the pin in pinnacle because he Cause eats it the it was pins. terrible.
3: It was terrible. All right. Let's Let's go. No, no, no.
0: It's not. It's not even Clay. Um, And I don't mean Cummings. <laughs> <laughs> no. The only gruff that I received all week, which I'm going to hear about all the thing, is I laughed when he gave, uh, Jer- Jericho gave um, MJF the, the swirly.
4: Yeah. And I said
0: to my wife, I love the swirly. I did that to a kid in high school, and she got so mad at me. She's like, you've done that to someone? And I said, he was a dick, and he deserved it. And yes, it was a public bathroom in a high school, and I gave him a swirly it wasn't a bully situation this tough guy wanted to fight me but I put his face in this thing and gave him a swirly but now I'm going to be paying for that all week thanks AEW all right moving on <laughs> I like that's AEW's fault that I was an asshole as a kid all right um, <laughs> um let's go over to now I know we're going to get to some disagreement with Andy but I'm sorry I, I I I agree I cannot stand Don Callis whatsoever okay but for once, he actually, his smarmy, his horribleness worked for this segment, okay? Uh, I got a big kick out of when he got rid of the of Marvez and got rid of, uh, what's his name? Nick Jackson? Nick. Yeah, yeah. once you go be a rock star, whatever it is the hell yeah. you're trying to do. Go go do that over there. That was He's pretty growing funny. growing some
1: facial hair. Nick is growing some facial hair now. He had like if,
0: a chin strap. If he could appear. only get it on his head, eh? Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but then... Uh, okay. Matt Jackson is the worst actor in the world. So give him a role where he doesn't really have to say anything. This was perfect for him. He could just sit there and smolder, which is exactly what he did. Callis played this weird thing. Like he played this psycho dude. I love Kenny Omega. I thought you loved Kenny Omega. Blah, blah, blah. It was pretty funny. I thought, and then he slaps. This is the part I don't get. Usually the young bucks defend themselves, but it seems when they come in this situation that has anything to do with Omega and those guys, they turn into the biggest pussies in the world. they not just take abuse and, and sit there and smolder and think about it. So he lets Don Callis slap him in the face. If you've met Don Callis, you probably just want to punch that dude before he says anything to you. <laughs> but he takes a slap to the face and lets him walk away. Thought it was kind of effective actually, except for the fact that to be all honest, he should have just nailed Callis. Yeah. Guys, yeah. anything on this? Right
1: I think uh, Bad Bunny's punch over Don Callis' slap for sure.
0: <laughs> okay, <awesome>. Andy, nah, <laughs> <laughs> I expected that. <laughs> uh, Elio,
2: I, I thought Bad Jackson was gonna punch him for like a second, and then he just then he just like holds back and he's like, I'm like, I'm like, nah. Yeah. I'm like, nah. I'm like, nah uh
0: okay okay I, just,
2: I just it. It, it was kind of like a weird segment for me all
0: right all right uh i do got to say love this translator guy that hangs out with uh As, lucha brothers yeah. he has got this sliminess to him that yeah. you just i like that alex, uh, whatever.
2: i can't think of the last thing alex something it starts with an a oh
0: Al- no i can't even remember yeah. um interesting promo Uh, it's, I always find it funny that they, he always translate what Penta says. Yet we know Penta can speak English (laughs) and he doesn't need a trans. If anybody, maybe Laredo kid is probably the only guy who actually can't speak English. So, but, uh, interesting to have that set up promo. We then go to Omega and the good brothers taking on Laredo kid and the Lucha brothers. Um, my big question, Andy, how come I can watch young bucks matches, which are full of all this kind of crazy shit and I'm bored and can't. Can't get into it yet. The Lucha Brothers, they do a lot of crazy stuff, but there's something about their flow or something that makes me
3: enjoy yeah. it more. Any idea what I why is that? I don't know because I think I fall into a similar, uh, <laughs> similar We're vein about this, yeah. And it was the same thing. I I think for me, what it is, uh, at least like even tonight was, and, and I've said this before in other in past shows once we start doing the shows where it's like six man, eight man, ten man. I kind of almost just go, okay, I'm just going to sit back because to get a lot of deep psychology, there's usually very little of it. Yeah. And I think so I kind of give that suspension of disbelief a little bit more. Uh, And then I throw in because, and I'm not saying this is a knock, but I think this is part of the reason for me, is when you insert kind of, especially in this sense, like a Mexican trio, yeah, and if you're familiar with kind of like way a lot of the lucha libre matches go, where there's a lot of a you know, lot more free flow, mm-hmm. uh, there isn't really the tags, that type of thing. You're a little more open mm-hmm. as opposed to a more standard traditional style wrestling match, like the beginning of the show, like like Christian versus Kaz. Like you know, you, you wouldn't get all this craziness. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, this, for me, maybe that's just where it's like, okay, I'm turning my mind off and just, yeah I, I think it was like there's whatever that one sequence of moves where uh was it kenny or somebody was against the ropes and then phoenix did that rope walk right yeah, across and kicked him in the head. like he like came out of like the camera range and like yeah. walked i was like holy crap like that, you yeah. know, that's pretty pretty yeah. sweet um it, it and that's there's a few times i kind of caught myself going okay really come on okay and just mm-hmm. like nope shut it off <laughs> and that's why i ended up being okay with it and i think that's yeah. i just don't afford that to the young bucks and most other say like american that that's more reserved for multi big for multi-person libre. matches and mm-hmm. lucha libre yeah and i gotta say lucha libre in this sense it really
0: works a lot better when you're not fighting a high-flying team yes. If it's a lucha libre with the setup of two big dudes and a guy who know, was pretty creative this turned into be actually a pretty good match it ends up in the end with uh, omega getting the pin on laredo kid which they downplayed but if you're a hardcore wrestling fan it's redemption for uh, laredo kid kicking out of the one wing angel uh, a couple months back uh really good i like i said interesting match uh really the laredo kid did this crazy ass dive which was even crazier than a phoenix one because he almost did a backflip into the crowd as he came off the thing, he was running so damn fast. Uh, but like I said, fun match uh, and a good setup. And then we have this thing at the end with Moxley coming out, the Young Bucks coming out, and Matt selling his soul. That must have been a hell of a slap. That, uh, <laughs> that was a stinger. <laughs> it was a stinger that Callis gave him uh, to set up, I guess, this feud. To, for to neck, yeah, for, and for and next and week, Rick. Right, I think they already advertised. Already, that. eh? They already advertised. <laughs> so uh this whole situation ricky get anything out of this
1: you know the one thing i did get out of this and i i think it's a good way to set up for a hot topic for next week i want trios titles if you're gonna have all these six-man tag match bring the trio titles out and and do that so i think uh one thing we could definitely do is talk about the uh should they bring the trios titles to aew
0: mm-hmm. okay that's something. I like it okay Let's get a let's get a jump on that. Okay, uh, Elio you want to throw in anything on this match?
2: Uh, this was a good match. I enjoyed this match. Fun, fun match. Yeah, I
0: gotta say, man, Phoenix, that dude is smooth as shit. I mean, he so many transitions from move to move to, move to things you wouldn't expect. You know, he gets thrown through the rope, spins back in, jumps on one foot, pivots into a kick. Like, holy smokes! Gotta say that a lot was Not a corn in sick. that shit. Yeah, so. Although, although when the corn comes out and it falls apart for Phoenix, it looks like absolute garbage. When he's on, an off night. It looks bad. Uh, luckily he doesn't get too many of those. Next we go on to uh, the quick, oh, really quickly here. On, Jesus. The Baker, uh, Britt Baker uh, promo. Uh, Andy, I want you to go in on this. Cause you, this was one you that you
3: were very interested in. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely proves our point that we alluded to earlier talking about thunder rosa um you know she was the winner of the match but it sure doesn't feel like it since then yeah i mean it's been you know Britt baker's been the one that's kind of been pushed to the forefront uh what i like about it and i think this is a, a great heel thing is her pointing out that hey this was a lights out match it was non-sanctioned so it doesn't count yeah, And we've had that before because didn't uh, Omega
0: bring that up about yeah, the match yeah, with John did, yeah. Moxley?
3: Yeah. yeah. And so for, for her to bring it up, uh, I loved it. And, and so that, to me, that almost, I'll let that slide as validation for Thunder Rosa one. Yeah. But Brits come out, you know, smelling like roses and looking like the face of the AEW women's division. So I, I thought it was really good.
0: Okay. You know, what? let's, let's move on to the next match where we have the setup of uh, the bunny and Nyla Rose taking on Sheeta and Tay Conte. And um, there was some great things in this match, I got to say. Uh, Nyla Rose looking more of a beast than we've seen in a while. Uh, bunny looking very effective when she got her moves in. When she got into the ring, she actually uh, had some very good stuff. Sheeta might have been the weakest part of this team because it didn't seem like she really did a lot during this match except take lots of beatings. Uh Conte had a great hot tag where she came back and uh and it looked good. Like I said, that first opening thing when she she did that thing with the foot, I was just like, oh boy, after mm-hmm. I put her as elite, and now I'm gonna look like an idiot. But um, she came back and when she did her knee attack as opposed to last week when she did it. Uh, half of them look good this tonight looked all good with her throws Mm -hmm. and her knees she came across and then her finishing move almost took the win there is uh it looked almost awkward but like she saved it like maybe just the girl was too heavy for her to set it up properly so i like that it added a little realism into it uh my biggest eye roll however is watching two little girls climb up to the top rope and jump on 10 members outside of the thing and Really? <laughs> they caught the first one. Yeah, but yeah. they should have caught both of them at the yeah. same time. They're so yeah, thin sure. and small. It, it was it was something. It was something that made me Nyla sure.
3: should have jumped off.
0: Oh God, After everyone would have moved.
3: That would have been like a like a wily cartoon coyote thing yeah. where it yeah. you know just right through. Everybody moves out of the way, and she just boom <laughs> goes right through the right through the cement. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, it pops up in Albuquerque.
4: Anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: the end Um, but all in all you know what Uh, I wasn't sure what to think of this match I kind of get a little worried when I see Nyla Rosen matches because Mm -hmm. she has not been booked very well and Bunny I knew nothing to expect because we really haven't seen her do Jack in a match forever but overall I'm going to say I enjoyed the match Love the fact that Conti's shorts were probably three sizes too small for her. That was probably a bonus. Uh, the only problem I has is Sheeta. Why do you wear smaller clothes too? All right, moving on. Rick, do you like the match this, or
1: not? Uh, this match was pretty good. It was a good mm-hmm. match. Uh, I don't think Sheeta needed to be part of it. You know, put mm-hmm. Sheeta in a different program. Put her with somebody one on one. She does not need to be part of this. Uh, Statlander would have probably made a better fit here. With mm-hmm. like, you could have had Conti come out and be like, "Here's my mystery partner to face mm-hmm. off against you two girls." But uh, no, overall, it was a pretty decent match. But I don't think Sheeta belonged here.
3: All right, Andy. It was an all right match. You know what? I think mm-hmm. I might agree with, with Rick. I mean, I, I obviously I get why Sheeta was mm-hmm. there, but uh, yeah, probably could have been suited better for somebody else. My issue with it, though, and I mentioned this uh, in our mm-hmm. chat. Way, way too many people around ringside. Yeah, ridiculous it, amount. Of it people felt like a lumberjack match. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you had like if you would have had like Matt Hardy and one guy out there. Sure, okay. You have mm-hmm. like maybe one or two members of the Dark Order out there or something for whatever reason. Was the Dark Order or was out? Yeah, Dark Order. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
0: Which, which also makes no sense because she never officially ever joined the Dark Order. Yeah, yeah. So she, she doesn't do she the hand babysitter? sign either. Yeah, yeah, she. So why yeah, is she way, they,
3: yeah. babysitting her? But yeah, okay. just way too many people. That, that, that to me kind of took away from the match. But other, I mean, it was okay, but yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, uh, Elio? The same. This was a good match. It was just too many people on ringside. Dark, all the Dark Order, all of uh, Matt Hardy's, uh, whatever his group's mm-hmm. called. Now, for me, the more logical thing at the very end of this match
0: is they seem to be, I, they d- didn't mention it this week, but Tay Conte is the number one contender for Sheeta's belt when she lo- when Conti lost and she does over there like oh, are you okay dear you know I would have thought it would have been so cool if Conti had punched her in the face and attacked her yeah. she's the champ and now she wants her shot and feels like it's your fault that we lost this match that would have really worked for me you know but I see they're trying to make Conti more and the Dark Order more uh the lovable goofs or
2: whatever so Fools.
0: yeah so you couldn't really lovable get that baby faces yeah, I'd love what We'll call them baby faces. So, okay, let's now move to the main event, um, which I'm going to say is all over the place. Because first of all, the setup incre- incredibly stupid. <laughs> they walk out with all these stupid games everywhere. Uh, why they're doing a, a video game thing made no sense to me. Uh, they tell me it's a lights out kind of match situation. Okay, we know that now. These are all going to be foreign objects of mm-hmm. some sort. Um, the things I got out of it. Uh, Miro at the end came alive, but man, there were points in this match where I'm just like, ah, man, do something more. Uh, Kip Sabian. This is the most I've seen this dude ever do anything. (laughs) He actually slightly impressed me with his aggressiveness, you know, but he's also so small. Wow. I didn't realize how small he was, you know, trying to fight these guys. Um, Cassidy. I don't know what to think of Cassidy. Sometimes he's okay. Sometimes he's not. You guys like his new song? he got i didn't even notice it i've heard about it and i forgot to listen for it i know it's isn't it a pixie song i believe yeah yeah, yeah. i've read about it i just i forgot to actually listen
1: i just don't understand how it goes with his character at all i don't i don't get it it, it was honestly
0: is honestly a case of tony Khan really loved the song wanted yeah. to purchase it to use for a wrestler and thought that cassidy would be the best fit for it so, okay um he they have purchased that song just like the jungle boy one so he'll be using it every time he comes out right. um lego oh my goodness they pull off. how, how does this logic the- work he pulls off a doll off the fake ticket but the doll opens up and is full of legos oh my mm-hmm. lord so we get the lego spots which i i've talked to many wrestlers say are even more painful than thumbtacks they'd rather take the thumbtacks because at least it's one pain and it's done legos are forever um then, as this match started to get a little more interesting, dumb things happen. Uh, I pointed out that Kip Saban gets thrown into the whack-a-mole sign. His head's popped out. So Chuck grabs, or it was, no, it was, Cassidy, oh, it was Cassidy. Grabs, Cassidy, grabs the hammer, which we've all seen those hammers. They're just foam, right? I mean, you could hit yourself in the head. It wouldn't really hurt. But it might, you know, I'm sure if you did for hours, you could probably hurt yourself. But anyways, he goes to hit uh, Kip. And instead of hitting Kip, he's actually hitting the sign which is very obvious he's hitting the sign. And you're thinking, why on earth is he doing that? It's a fucking foam hammer. It's not going to hurt him. So much so that Miro actually picked it up and whacked Cassidy in the head with it a few times. So that part threw me off. And then, oh, my God, we had to have a drive-in with Trent's mom bringing back her stupid-ass minivan, drives right into the area. Out comes Trent. I thought we would have a turn
1: here. I thought we had
0: a turn. <laughs> it would have been funny. Comes out. He joins the attack. Then, uh, and I, I, I probably missed the order of this, but there was a p- part in there where Cassidy was about to get pinned. Uh, Penelope Ford. I said right to my wife, "Look, Ford's going to pull him out Yep. Ford pulls pulls the referee Three, out. Yes. Yep. Uh, she turns around to this machine, and out of the middle of this machine pops Chris Statlander, which exactly made me super happy. But also made me super confused of why the hell she was there because she's never hung out with the with uh, the best friends and she's never had really any problems with uh, Sabian's group. So I was okay. I guess Chris is back, awesome, but ill fitting into this whole story. Well,
1: there was that one cool air hockey spot where she yes, did, uh, she did an awesome and that driver onto that table. Yeah. That was pretty badass. That was cool. Yeah. The yeah. women are doing some great spots, man. I'm really impressed yeah. with that. And
0: I think with Chris back and if she if if her health is better, I think now the women's division has really got to have some really interesting good matches for the next while. Yeah, you know it's really back up to a thing. Um, Ends up in this match. uh, Fuck, I forgot who won this. Oh yeah, the best friends won. So the best friends won. Yeah, with the stupid. Let's give the people what they want. They all hug each other, and I just I'm sorry guys. It this almost could have in some ways saved this whole thing, but no, it didn't. In the end, I just feel like this was the stupidest match to have as a main event. The only reason it was a main event, because we had two returns. Yep. Uh,
3: yep. The Legos, oh, you had all those video games you had to pull out. That, too. <laughs> uh, that fake
0: Mortal
1: Kombat one that they put, Like we were supposed to believe that Miro was able to pick yeah. it up. <laughs> An arcade
3: machine, really really well you can see it was like one of those small ones that you'd buy at walmart like one of those you know like not even like a real arcade game yeah yeah yeah, the the three-quarter size
0: fake one yeah uh you got to remember we actually have seen uh mural and save and playing video games that weren't plugged in yeah did you expect anything more um so yeah i gotta say for me it was a bit of a dud at the end statlander for me was happiness but the rest was just like once again it proved nothing solved nothing it was just there uh for you rick uh, it was just it
1: was yeah like you said it was just there i mm-hmm. was really happy i know i was in the chat i was like yeah something good happened guys but you catch up and it was chris statlander and yeah. i guess it wasn't that great for you i thought
3: it was great <laughs> but Not i think I, th- I was looking for something else because yeah. it, plus andy
0: came in to the show when statlander had already been injured so he hadn't been watching yeah. and seeing yeah. what she'd been doing so he had no idea yeah. really who she was
1: yeah, for sure. But yeah, I was expecting Mira to win. I was expecting a turn from Trent, and none of that happened. So I was disappointed in that.
3: Okay, for sure. And Andy, it it was there. I mean, you know, we 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 come back and from commercial, and you see the setup, and I groaned. Mm-hmm. Um, it honestly, probably wasn't as bad as I was expecting.
0: Yeah, I'll uh, give it that.
3: Yeah, and. What I what I'll give them, I thought Meryl looked vicious throughout almost all of it, mm-hmm. which I was really hoping that at the end something was going to give and he was you know just say I'm sick of all this crap. I was hoping and he was going to attack Skip. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just wanted him just to beat everybody down. Um, unfortunately, that didn't happen. What I realized though is as the match progressed, we mm-hmm. we got away from all the video game stuff and it just became like a, you know an all out brawl fight. Yeah. And once I kind of looked at it that way, I'm like, okay, this isn't that bad. Right. Because, you know, they kind of got the video game stick in early and then mm-hmm. moved away from it. So, yeah, it, it was there. Um, did it, you know, you're saying, oh, well, it didn't really do anything." thing. I'm hoping that this provides closure for this whole angle. Oh, it's so to-
0: not Because Trent's back. Now it's going to be Trent and Murray. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Well, it's going to be. It's going to be. Guys. No. Uh Elio.
2: Yeah, for me, it was just there doing the one thing I really liked is Chris Stenlander's return, and mm-hmm. yeah, I just, it. It. I just <laughs> hope this is the end no more video games. I mean, this whole thing has been terrible.
1: Can we say game over?
0: Ooh, no. <laughs> oh now, this is what I'd like to say, and on and one hand, it's good to say this because it shows you the indication of how good of a, a show this all was, but it's also bad in this sense is I can think of three other matches that should have been the main event and not this. There yeah. were three other matches, at least, that were way better than this, more exciting, that could have been credible main events, and instead we had this teams yeah. that nobody's really caring about anymore mm-hmm. doing match that is ridiculous with no setup. This should yeah. have opened the show, honestly. Yeah. Well, no, you get, let's face it though, the Christian Cage thing set a good tone for the night. It if you did. this, we would have been like, ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. It should have been in the middle somewhere. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So, okay. Overall, let's rate today's uh, AEW show on our report card, featuring A as the top, meaning representing anywhere from 80 up, 80 plus being right at the top, F being at the very low spectrum. I'm going to start off with Elio. Elio, what is your report card on this week's AEW?
2: Anyway. Okay, that was a good
3: show. hey Sorry.
2: <laughs> if you do that you're not
3: going to hear my uh, grade? Okay, yeah, what well, Dynamite Tourettes or something? <laughs> what was your grade? I gave an
2: A Damn minus. It. I thought it was a good show.
3: Sorry, what minus?
2: I'm not going <laughs> oh, to <Yeah>. say it.
0: <laughs> I have shut up. Say it. What it's was an
2: it? A minus. A
0: minus. Got it.
3: Okay, Andy. Uh I'm kind of torn between like a B and a B minus. Mm-hmm. Um, you grumpy old bastard. But go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Let's, you know what? No, I'll, I'll, I'll go B. I'll give it a B.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah. Rick. All right, I'm gonna be the grumpy old bastard then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go a solid C plus. I thought it was a good show, a little below average for me. I think it could have been better. That well, you haven't watched think-
0: the weekly like we have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, man, I'm watching as much wrestling as Elio, so yeah. Um, yeah. But no, but I think this was—I think it was a solid uh, C plus for sure.
0: All right, for me, um, I like I said, I've actually really enjoyed this match. It was or this card. It it had four legitimate, really strong matches and a couple weak ones. That is a rarity on AEW for us. It seems every second week we're tra- where we get a uh, passable, good card, and then we get a a shitty one, and then we get a good one, and then we get a terrible one. Wow, two weeks in a row. That it was good and i think this was better than last week's last week i gave a b plus this week i'm going to give an a minus i thought it was pretty solid for what we. it was exciting there was no parts of this where i was bored where i was just like oh crud i want to get through this or oh how much more of this today my only biggest things that cut off for me giving it an a is a poor placement of uh the camera in camera garbage in certain matches it killed those matches uh, showing us in the middle of the omega good good brothers thing i mean that's a high spot match with lots of shit going on it's pretty hard to watch a tiny little box of it you know and yeah. it just seemed that happened a lot in the show there was really inappropriate and there were other matches oh my like, god i wish they would put this in uh picture in picture this would make more <laughs> sense so bad thing no audio issues nice but uh overall i'm gonna say a... we're probably gonna rate this uh we'll give it plus overall is our, our grade this week um it, it, just because we said it, it's it's uh, a it was uh, it was worth watching and let's god let's hope wouldn't it be nice to have three in a row guys yeah <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: especially next week being the mm-hmm. big mania week and nxt yes. takeover week like you need to shine so yep, you yeah. got to bring everything because and is gonna bring
0: be bringing everything next week so all right. So you know what? Uh, first of all, Rick, thank you for joining us again. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Absolutely, the show. Thank great to hear you. your different insights and and, and you know it's a great to have so many different views of what we're watching. Uh, Andy, good deep analysis oh this week. You too, Elio. Good good job. So guys, I really enjoyed uh, talking about this. And fans, we love uh, watching wrestling. Sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not. But whatever way, we'll be here next week talking about oh don't show those guns my friend They're, we're not on camera the girls aren't going to be screaming uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways fans we want to thank you very much and uh we look forward to talking to you next week elio say good night to the good people
2: fans who we'll talk to y'all next week